Welcome to episode 87 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's uh, it's Tuesday's episode, people, but um, it is uh, it's Friday. Um, it's Friday, the 6th of March, 2000, 2020. And uh, I know I'm fucking late with it. I know I'm late. Um, I had... Uh, I've got a genuine excuse, though. Tuesday, I was... Um, I was. I, I thought I might be called in Tuesday night and was told to get ready for the old op, but um, that uh, went ahead on Wednesday, and since then I've been. I ain't gonna lie to you, people, in fucking pain, um, and uh, I am sitting here at the minute, uh, laid back on my fucking sofa with my fucking shit, uh, with my leg up, uh, trying not to um move that much because the pain in my fucking where they've done this fucking hernia operation i've got a fucking lovely scar and uh the whole area below the um what should we call it below the belt line is fucking bruised to fuck and swollen that's everything by the way i'm sitting here in a loungewear, by the way, this is a new. This is a new addition to the Briggs wardrobe, as uh, bought by Mother Briggs, um, for something to make it a bit more comfortable uh, sitting around the house while I recuperate. And um, very underrated, the loungewear. Can I just say this out there, people? If you need something to wear in the lounge, it's all in the name, people. Loungewear is the way to go. It's loose fitting. If you've just had somebody fucking go ape shit near your fucking gonads with a fucking knife and uh, you've got a hell of a fucking scar, God knows what they've done to me down there. Just battered me around, I think, but fuck me, Jesus. Um, The pain is excruciating. Uh, I've had to sleep on the sofa. This is not a new thing for me, by the way. Um, because my bed's too low, and uh, the first night I tried sleeping on the bed, woke up after about two hours needing a piss, and then couldn't get out of bed again. So eventually, this is how bad it was, I had to fucking roll out of bed onto the floor, crawl to the fucking bedroom door. Oh, fuck that. And, um, uh, yeah, crawl to the bedroom door and fucking pull myself up on the knob. Now... I know there's probably a few people who have done that before out there, he says. Um, but, um, yeah, fuck me. So um on the sofa at the minute, um, pretty fucking uncomfortable, uh, trying to get in some sort of comfortable position so I can do this fucking podcast because I don't want to fall behind. And I said I'll do it every Tuesday and Saturday. Um, this is Tuesday's edition. Um, there might be a few. It may be broken uh, a little bit. Um, this, um, see if I can put my fucking leg up on the table. Oh, that's a little bit bad. Um, this might be a little bit broken with a few oohs and ahs because, um, because of the old, uh, scarring and fucking bruising that I've got going on. Um, but, uh, the operation has finally fucking been done, not to go on about it too much, but I have done very little else, um, since, uh, since fucking um since Wednesday having the op and um uh it's just been a bit weird. I've sort of like 
can't really remember much of Wednesday night or Thursday, which is a bit worrying because I had to go to the fucking local shop um, on Thursday to get some fucking paracetamol and shit because uh, I didn't think I had enough in. And um, it took me, the shop is literally on a corner and I on crutches, it took me an hour and fucking 20 minutes to get there and back and I was fucking soaked in sweat. If you want to work out, people, forget the fucking gym, forget all that sort of shit. Have a fucking operation that restricts your walking and then try to make it to a shop about 50 fucking metres away. Um, I weren't breaking any records, that's for sure. Um, On crutches, try doing that for the ultimate workout in your fucking arms. Jesus, man, I was fucking struggling. An hour and 20 minutes, that was about five minutes of the uh, shopkeeper asking me what the fuck was wrong with me as well, but, um, you know... It was, hey, it's hair and tortoise, isn't it? We'll get there in the end. That was it. But, um, yeah, Wednesday was a bit of a weird day. I had to cancel the gig Tuesday night because I thought I might be going in Tuesday night. But uh, Wednesday was a bit weird because I had to fucking... Because when you go in for an operation, you have to fucking starve yourself, don't you? Because they don't let you eat. So the last time I could eat was like 6.30 on Wednesday morning. And I had breakfast about 5.30. I started cooking breakfast at about... Six by six, I'd done with breakfast, and I thought, right, that's it. By six forty-five, I was fucking starving again. I don't know what it is. The fact that you can't eat just makes you feel hungrier. I have no idea um, why that was. Some sort of like fucking mental blip or something like that. I don't know. Um, but I'm here at the moment, sitting, uh, lying on the sofa. It's what like now about twenty past ten on Friday night. Um, I have cup of tea in hand, so I will be um, uh, taking a sip of that now. Ah, there we go. That's fucking nice, man. That's all I fucking wanted. They even restrict that as well. You can't have any like tea. I couldn't have had, couldn't have any tea after six thirty in the morning, and then I had to stop drinking like water at about ten thirty, two hours before I went in, and I went in at twelve thirty. Got there. The um, uh, mum, uh, mother Briggs, uh, dropped me down. Uh, not that there's any other mothers, um, I have, but, uh, my mum dropped me down and, um, stayed with me for a bit in the room. You get like, at the three shires in Northampton, you get like a, cause it's private hospital, you get your own room, which is pretty sweet, uh, with a TV and shit like that and a bed and chair and stuff. And my mum stayed for about an hour and a bit and then found out what time she needed to pick me up and uh, left. So because I've been up since about 5.30, I fucking thought, here we go. Have a little afternoon kip, Briggsy boy. Um, so uh, I had an afternoon kip and then was woken up at like 3.30, no, 3 o'clock, something like that. And the woman said, uh, uh, the person before you, because they do a queuing system, you're waiting for them just to fucking rinse through everybody else, slice and dice everybody else, and then you get you go forward in the queue for the day. So I was like quite far. So it wasn't. I was quite far back. So I had a little kip. Woke up about three o'clock, I think it was, by the nurse, who looked a bit weirded out because I was like fucking asleep in bed. Um, but I weren't missing out on the afternoon kip, and um, uh. Then I had to get fucking changed. Put that fucking robe on that does up at the back. That is the the 
the worst thing to put on every time. Well, I've been in for two operations. Well, more than that, but the other ones I don't really remember because I was young. And um, uh, yeah, two operations now as an adult, and I still fucking do those gowns up the wrong way. Why can't they just Velcro that shit? Can they not Velcro that shit on you instead of fucking, you know, using those tie things? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's an idea. Maybe it's too costly for the NHS to do that. I have have no idea whether it's too costly for that. Um, The cost of Velcro for that can't be that much, surely. So um, I had to do all that. Fucking take me old fucking drawers off so your ass is hanging out the back. There you go. There's a dignified look for you, isn't it? So you're fucking mooning everyone. And then uh, was taken down, and I got into the um, got into the anaesthetic room about I think it was about ten to four or something. And I was doing that thing where they, where they put that thing in the, that cannula in your back of your hand, which the back of my hand is fucking swollen to fuck as well, where they've put that in and fucking bruised, and um, it's gonna though, isn't it? I imagine, and. Um, Oh, God, this is fucking painful sitting like this, I tell you. Fuck me. Jesus. And, um, uh, yeah, they put that in the back of your hand. And then uh, they go, oh, we're just going to put something in now to sedate you. And you're like, oh, right, okay, that's the... um, They're just going to sort of, like, ease the pain and that sort of shit. And I was, like, really, really trying to think, okay, right, try and stay awake as long as possible. And then I remember saying... Oh, Jesus, I'm starting to feel a bit lightheaded now. And then, bang, I was waking up again. It's fucking weird. And then you wake up and it's just fucking... You just... I just... I've got, like, snapshots, like, flicker... Flicker book little snapshots and shit like that. And um, of of sort of, like, waking up. And I don't really know how I got back to the room... Uh, I've got no idea. I was still a bit fucking woozy. Um, all I remember is the nurse coming in and asking me if I was all right, and she was really sweet. I forget her fucking name now, um, but she was. I was chatting away to her and everything like that. But I have no idea. Um, you know what I'm like when I fucking start get going, people. Um, chatting away to people. Um, so. Um, yeah, and then she, uh, th- then you have to fucking wait around, and you've still got that thing in the back of your hand, and there was like two fucking tubes hanging off it where they've obviously put the stuff into me. And she said, "Oh no, you need to keep." I said, "Can I just get this out the back of my hand? Is that all right?" And she goes, "Oh no, you need to keep that in your back of your hand until after you've eaten. If you're sick, we might have to give you more stuff." So I was like, "Oh fuck you now." Um, but can I just say, people, the food. At the three shires, go private. If you ever get the option of either going with the NHS or whatever um, health service, shit, whatever health service you have, um, I'm trying to get a bit more comfortable here, um, go fucking private because the food is fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing, Um, particularly... They give you a sheet. They gave me a sheet, like, when I got there to choose what food I, like, wanted, like, after, um, like, to eat and shit. Because you think about it, the last time I'd eaten, finished eating about 6 o'clock in the morning, and um, 
the operation was like about 10 to 4. So by the time I got sort of like round and back to the room and stuff, it was about half six, half six, seven o'clock, something like that. I was fucking ravished. I was ravished, famished, famished, ravishing, ravishing, don't know, famished. Anyway, whatever it is, whatever the fucking word is, I was, I was that. I was fucking starving. That would be better, wouldn't it? Stick to, uh, stick to um, simple stuff, Ben. Um, yeah, I was, I was absolutely fucking starving, man. But like, I didn't really understand. Like when I got in there, like, um, not had any drugs or anything like that. But like when I got in there before the op, that, that's when they get you to choose all the food and shit like that. Um, and the sheet was like really confusing because it was like any dietary requirements at the bottom. And I was like, yeah, vegetarian, you know, one of them fucking wankers. And, um, uh, and, um, uh, the rest of it was sort of like uh, a list of meals. So it was like uh, soup of the day with a bread roll or whatever. And then it was like another thing, like jack of potato listed under that, like with beans and then like fucking sandwiches with salad and that. And I just thought, is it all of those? I I have no idea. Is it like a three-course meal they give you or whatever? So I just fucking ticked everything. And then hope that they'd uh, make it vegetarian or whatever. And when they came, like, after I'd fucking come round and to have my food, the woman came in and said, like, yeah, you've got quite a bit of food. Um, What did you tick on? And I just went, like, I ticked everything. And then it was like a three-course meal or something. I was like, it was almost like I was staying in a hotel, like, going, bring my three-course meal to me immediately. And, uh, yeah, apparently you meant to choose one of them. Um, but I fucking hammered the lot. They bought me the lot, everything apart from the ice cream at the end, which they didn't bring me, which I was a bit pissed off about, really, but I weren't going to fucking argue with it. So I had a big plate of uh, sandwiches, cheese and pickle sandwiches with salad on the side. Then I had a jacket, two jacket potatoes with beans all over it and then fucking salad on the side of that as well. And then a fucking... um big bowl of soup with two bread rolls and that, and I fucking hammered the lots. Oh, I was so proud of myself. She was there going, well, you might not finish it because of the um, uh, the anaesthetic and that, and it might make you feel sick. Just, just fucking plowed through it in about five minutes. I was fucking starving. And uh, thankfully didn't puke so they could take that fucking needle because you're trying to eat like with a knife and fork, and you got these fucking pipes just dangling from your hand via and being held in by a needle, and you're just like, oh, God. Just, I was just like, just put my fucking right hand under the fucking pillow, not e- under the fucking duvet, not even fucking look at it or acknowledge that that's happening until it's being taken out. The fucking, it's just that fucking feeling of having a fucking needle and seeing that needle go into your fucking vein. Oh, man. It's just making me gag. Uh, and hopefully not making any of you gag out there um, at the moment. But, uh, yeah, I fucking hammered that food and it was lush. And uh, and then, obviously, uh, my mother, uh, mother came to pick me up. My mum came to pick me up uh, like a child. And um, like the child I am. Uh, picked up by my mum and um, 
and then they said, like, do you want a uh, fucking, um, do you want a wheelchair to go out with, or you know anything? You know, like we usually push people to the door in a wheelchair or whatever. And I was like, that's when the ego got the best of me. And I was like, no, 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 you're all right. I'll just walk out. I came in walking it. I was like a fucking thinking I was some sort of fucking, you know, soldier on a battlefield or something. You know what I mean? Um, it was it was purely ego driven um, that I um, hang on, let's have a bit of tea. Fucking hell, that's not easy to drink when you're lying down. Um, it, yeah, purely ego driven. I was just like, no, nah, no, nah, I'll walk out. I'll walk out like that. And the nurse was like, are you sure you want to walk out? Because like we just wheel people to the door and then sort of like bundle them into the car and shit. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'll walk out. And uh, that was a fucking ridiculous ego fucking trip for myself. Like I'm some sort of fucking, you know, wounded soldier or something fucking walking out that that is something that's where the ego kicks in there you know being all, all this fucking you know not wanting to appear fucking vulnerable and weak and all that sort of shit i'd have fucking i got halfway i forgot how far my room was from the lift on the way up i forgot how there was a fucking long corridor and i my room was bang at the end of the corridor so I had to walk all the way down there. It took fucking ages. Um, about halfway down the corridor. You know when you go, like, all fucking hot and sweaty? And uh, it, it was just like my fucking forehead fucking was pounding. And I looked at myself in the... Because it was dark outside and light inside at that point. I looked at myself in the window and I could see the fucking veins and fucking popping out of my head and the fucking sweat pouring down me. And I was like, oh, God, this was a fucking mistake. But then you can't, then your ego won't even fucking let you um, go, actually, this is a mistake. Oh, it becomes a mission against yourself then, doesn't it? To see if your body can fucking hold up to what your the fucking check your ego's written. And um, it just about did. I made it to the lift and I was like fucking out of breath. And um, uh, then reception was just, like, down the lift and there were some chairs there, so I sat there while my mum, like, uh, went round to get the car and, fucking hell, that chair couldn't come too soon. I ain't going to lie to you. I thought I was going to fucking flake out on the floor. Um, just just the fucking, you know, and you think, oh, you stupid fucking twat. You're not fucking 18 anymore. You're 43, son. Behave yourself. Um, but, um, yeah, managed to make it out and then get home. Um, and, um, uh, and that was, and that was that. And then since then I've been fucking, apart from the little trip, uh, into the bedroom to try and lie on the bed, because to be perfectly honest with, with you people, I don't fancy pulling myself up on a fucking door handle again. Uh, so I've been uh, camped out on the sofa uh, in um, Sofenbury, as we'll call it, not Glastonbury, camped out here um, since then. Uh, obviously, I had that little trip to the old shop uh, that I will not be doing again. That was fucking pure ego as well, wasn't it? Learning a lot about myself, man. Learning a lot about myself. I'm a changed person. Living every day. Every day is a fucking blessing. Uh, that's 
That's what people say in this fucking situation, isn't it? It's hardly a life-threatening thing, but it is fucking uncomfortable. Let's have a little check. See how much fucking time we've done. Uh, what are we on? 20 minutes, people. 20 fucking minutes. We've got 10 to do. Uh, fucking, even doing this is fucking making me sweat my fucking balls off. Balls... Also, as well, a little side effect um, that uh, we will now talk through now, um, which is um, I'm not sure um, if anybody's had uh, an operation down by their nether regions. Men I'm talking about uh, at the minute, or ladies. I don't know. I imagine you have quite a few uh, things going on down there. You know that you you know horrendous things, smear tests and fucking babies and shit like that, don't you? Um, but um, uh, fuck me, like I didn't realise the uh, extent to what they fucking knock you about in hospital. Uh, fuck knows what they have done down there, but you've got the bit that's a scar. Uh, that's got tape still over it, and I think they the geezer said they fucking glued it and um, uh, glued it and stitched it, um, and that's covered in tape at the minute, and that'll come off in about five days apparently. But the fucking inside of my right thigh, it's on the right side, and the inside of my right thigh going down to about halfway down my thigh is fucking purple. My right hip um, is fucking all purple from the hip bone all the way down to my fucking nether regions, and God knows what they've been doing with my fucking cock and balls while I've been asleep, because they are fucking purple at the minute, um, like bright fucking bruised purple. I don't know what they've done. My fucking cock looks like Sylvester Stallone at the end of Rocky 1. It is fucking battered. I don't know. It, I don't know. I, I'm seriously thinking that my... Dick owed the fucking doctor some money and he's fucking slapped it around. Couldn't afford to pay and he's just fucking slapped it around a bit, but fuck me. I don't know what they do, whether they fucking hold it back or or whether it's just the fucking bruising fucking spreading down there. But Jesus fucking Christ, man. Every fucking piss. You see, people out there at the minute... Having a piss or having a shit for most of you at the moment, for most of you, is just a functional thing. You have something like this done, and I'm not saying it's a major operation because it's not really a major operation, but I've got a fucking... The scar's about, what, 10 centimetres long, I think, something like that. So it's a fair old fucking gash they've put put in there. Um, I've still got the fucking arrow as well. Uh, that I, I've had two showers, and... They put an arrow, which is worrying. Well, not that worrying. It's nice that they put the arrow on the side that you're going to have the operation on. Um, Just, you know, but the fact, you know, that they um, have to put that there in the first place seems to suggest that at some point in the past, somebody's fucked up and done a hernia operation on the wrong side. Um, But the arrow's still there pointing at where the scar is. Um, and then from there, it is fucking purple from like probably the belt line all the all the way down my fucking to the end of my tip of my fucking balls, um, and my inner thigh. So yeah, 
I'm having a great time uh, having a piss and a shit at the minute. Um, you know how I've combat, managed to combat it, though? It's a risky strategy, this is, by the way, as I almost found out this afternoon, not to uh, delve too much into all of this. It's a risky strategy for anyone who's had an operation, this is. Um, and you can't push. Like, basically, if I fucking cough, like, because, like, that's what, how they sort of, like, identify a hernia, that it gets fucking bigger when you cough and shit like that. I can't cough. I can't really laugh. Hence the reason I haven't been laughing. It's quite a serious episode, this. <laughs> There's a little laugh that fucking hurt. And, um, yeah, I can't cough, sneeze, or anything like that because it fucking hurts like fuck. Um, um, here's, here's the strategy I'm using because I can't push or anything like that. Not to go in too much graphic detail when I have a shit. I am leaving it right until the point where I can't hold it anymore, which is a risky strategy depending, um, because I'm not exactly quick on my feet at the moment. And um, uh, I'm waiting that until it gets to that stage and then just letting gravity take over, baby. That's it. I'm not not needing to push or anything like that, but um, I can see this strategy going horrendously, horrendously wrong for me. But for the last two days, it has fucking worked a treat. I haven't needed to fucking push. I've been checking my diet, lots of fucking, lots of fucking fruit, lots of fucking veg, keep it fucking slidey and uh, just slide out of me. That's it. So anyone who is uh, potentially may have a hernia operation in the future, that's what you need to do, people. Just let gravity take its course and uh, plan it strategically so you're in the right place at the right time or it's going to go horrendously wrong for you. Um, What are we on? I can't quite see the recorder from where I am, so I'm going to have to lean over. Uh, 26 minutes. There we go. We've got four minutes of this left. There was also, by the way, I have completed uh, The Sopranos. This is one of the best, uh, one of the benefits uh, of not being able to move off my ass off the sofa. I have completed The Sopranos uh, and having hated the ending before, having watched it like back to back over the last week, pretty much, um, I appreciate the ending a lot more um, and thought that's really the only way that they could end it. Um, but, it, yeah, obviously you want to see what happened, but you you kind of fucking know what happened, but you don't want to see Tony Soprano die either. So that's it. On the old gangster film front, we had a bit of a question. Well, not a bit of a question. We've had a question from Peter Fox, uh, comedy aficionado of the Midlands and beyond, uh, comedy reviewer extraordinaire Peter Fox, who um, said about watching Sopranos and said, uh, uh, question for the podcast, what is uh, what is your favourite gangster film? Difficult. It's a difficult one. Um, you've got the obvious ones. There's a lot. There's a lot I like. There's a lot of ones that probably aren't that obvious that I like. Um, not, I don't know. Um, 
depending on your definition of gangster films. I mean, like when you think of gangster films, you think Godfather, Goodfellas, Casino, anything De Niro, Pacino in, don't you? That's your traditional sort of like gangster sort of like film. That's what I always think of, you know, like the Italian mafia sort of like films. Um but uh, obviously, I love those films. I even quite like The Godfather Part 3, only because it needed a resolution. Um, I think they could have done it better. Um, but um, I, I don't think it's that bad a film, really. And it finishes off the trilogy, doesn't it? Um, yeah, so Godfather, Goodfellas, Casino, obviously, they're in there. They're in there. Um, uh yeah, Goodfellas, Casino, Godfather, all three of those. Uh, Scarface, obviously. And then you've got the the uh, Tarantino ones, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. Um, fucking great films. Um, ones that are probably not, not so fucking, you know, um, not so popular as those. Or they're still great films though, and I fucking love these films as well. Uh, Leon, I fucking love that film uh, so much. I think it's fucking really, really good. Um, I just think the performances in it are amazing. It's a fucking great story. Um, Road to Perdition, Tom Hanks in that is fucking brutally brilliant. Um, that's a really great film. Um, Fargo as well. That's fucking great. It's like different though, aren't they? They're not they're not what you would call a traditional Fargo's not really a traditional gangster film, I don't think. Um The Departed, that's a great film. Uh Jack Nicholson in that film is fucking great. And um uh Matt Damon and um Oh fucking what's his name? I can't even Oh, I can't even think. I don't know. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is uh, great in that. Uh, Sexy Beast, fucking great gangster film. Um, ben Kingsley in that is fucking awesome. And Ray Winston, um, I love that. Um, you know, more of an English gangster film, like Layer Cake or Long Good Friday as well. I don't know, there's so many to choose from, man. Or classics, uh, The Untouchables, I love that. Or, like, recent ones, like, um, you know, The Highwaymen. I really, really fucking enjoyed that film. Really fucking enjoyed it. Kevin Costner uh, in that is fucking great, I thought. Uh, Public Enemies is a good film. I enjoyed that. I don't know. All-time fucking, I don't know, all-time sort of gangster film that I like. Uh, does Boys in the Hood count? Is that that sort of gangstery film, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah, it's sort of gangstery film, isn't it? Boys in the Hood. I don't know, uh, but the all-time uh, favorite for me, all of those films I fucking love and can watch again and again and want to watch right now after just fucking naming them. I had to sort of like write down a little bit and think outside the box um, a little bit. Um, I had to. I'm, I've got them written down on a bit of paper, but the all-time classic for me is because I used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. You know when you were a kid and you're fucking... 
when I was a kid anyway, not about not you kids these days, but when I was a kid, you used to fucking get videos, videotapes and tape films off of the fucking TV. And um, we used to have 12 videotapes originally. And they're all numbered like 1 to 12 and we'd write on it. I think one was like Rocky um, that had been on TV. Um, Two was like the Cowboys. And three was, I don't know, I can see them in my fucking mind right now. Not that well, but I can see the colours of the cases because they're all different. But for me was video number five. Um, three was uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which kind of leads on to this as well. Um, a number five video for me that I used to watch over and over again because we had 12 films to fucking watch in the house, man. And they were like videoed off the TV. Um, the Cowboys is a great film, by the way, John Wayne. But um, uh, it was video number five for me, which uh, was uh, will always be... Because I've watched it so many times and I can fucking quote the dialogue and I've watched it since I was a kid of about eight years old, I think. And I used to watch it all the time and love this film. But The Sting um, with um, Paul Newman and Robert Redford is a fucking classic gangster film. If you've uh, if you've never seen it, you need to get that in your fucking life, people. Um, it is a fucking great, great gangster film um like about uh how con artists uh take on a mobster and um to get revenge uh on them for killing their friend and um it's just a fucking really really great film um the guy who plays Doyle Lonigan was it Robert Shaw I think it's Robert Shaw the guy who plays the gangster Doyle Lonigan in it um is uh yeah is robert shaw is fucking amazing in it he's a fucking great actor and you've got him playing the bad guy and then you've got um paul newman robert redford in there as well and then the characters the other characters in there as well it's just a fucking for an ensemble gangster film piece it's just fucking great um it's 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 the it will always be no matter what comes out like you know like Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, even The Highwayman, and uh, there's new films out all the time, isn't there? Like The Irishman, it was all right. I thought it's quite overrated to be honest. Um, but um, new films come out, but that'll always be my favourite, man. That'll always be my favourite. Uh, I love that fucking film. So I hope that answers your questions, Peter Fox. Um. Let's have a look at how long we've done. What are we on? 33, 35 minutes? I can't quite tell. Um, that's it, people. Uh, we got fucking through it. I am fucking lying on the sofa, soaked in fucking sweat. Hopefully, uh, my fucking swelling will go down. That sounds uh, uh, fucking ominous. Uh I will be back possibly um, Saturday is literally an hour away. So probably the next one's not going to be Saturday. It'll be Sunday, but it will be billed as um, Saturday's episode um, only because I know for a fact I'm going to possibly not move from this position. Um, 
obviously pisses and shits uh, will be uh, thrown in there somewhere. But I'm not moving from this fucking sofa for the next 24 hours, so I ain't going to have a lot to talk about, people. Um, so I... Um, actually, I might do, because I've just missed off a load of shit off here. Um, but um, that I was going to talk about... What's going to talk about? Oh, no, I'll talk about that. Oh, actually, I might do it tomorrow. Um, yeah, um, so I'll be back... Um, this is at the point I usually say enjoy the rest of your week. Um, but you've really got like uh, an hour and 10 minutes until Saturday. Uh, enjoy your rest of your Friday nights. I will speak to you Saturday stroke Sunday, but for definite. And then we'll be back on track for the Tuesday episode. And hopefully I'll be a little bit more mobile by then. Um, so have a good rest of your evening, motherfuckers. And I'll speak to you on Saturday Stroke Sunday. Take care.